Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. Hey, everybody. John Gums, Dakota Grappler, going live here tonight. Special edition of Dakota Grappler Live. We're going to do a little talk with, I'd say, our state coordinators for the women and they've been practicing hard, getting ready for Fargo. And so I tell you what, we got James Porter, our USA Wrestling, I'd say female coordinator or director. And then we got Tony Fugelberg, who's also helping out now with that. And they've taken on a big task for the state of North Dakota, getting these ladies wrestling ready for Fargo, which is probably the one of the toughest, I'd say, tournaments in the nation. So right away, I want to, if you can peek on the screen a little bit more, the guy in the way far right, there he is, James. I've known James for a long time. He's in Mandan where I I teach, helping out with the program there for quite a while and with the kids program. This is what, your third year as women's director? Yeah, it'll be my third year as women's director for USA. Tell us your connection with wrestling. I know you've been head wrestling coaching several places, but it's better hearing from you than me of what's going on. So just introduce yourself first and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, uh, I started wrestling for, uh, yeah, I was in the fourth grade with Terry LeBrock out in Terry, Montana, and moved out to California, um, started competing out there, wrestled through high school, um, and then kind of, you know, after high school, got into the coaching ranks, uh, started working with Riverbank High, and then went over to Bear Creek yep. High School in Stockton. Okay. And then, yep. and then from there, uh, about 2000, moved to North Dakota, uh, did a few things, uh, got, got involved with wrestling um, in North Dakota through Dickinson Wrestling Club, um, was there for a little while, and then uh, because of different things within my career, uh, I was moved over to uh, the Beulah Hazen area, helped out with Beulah Hazen. And before I know it, uh, I was the head coach for Beulah. Yeah. So I was there for a couple of years, um, did some great things. Uh, we saw some some great improvement. Um, ended up my first year as a head coach here, taking fifth at state as a team, uh, qualified for the duels. Uh, had some some really good runs there, and then some family things uh, got me to move to Mandan. Uh, got involved with MAPAC for a couple of years, and then uh, was asked to come over and help Mandan start off their preseason program with the youth. And I've been a part of that program now for about uh, four or five years. Yeah, definitely. I tell you what, uh, you're a presence and in the room, and I, I've noticed you for quite a while. You know, just making sure that everybody gets their attention, you know, uh, from the smallest kid to the ones that are struggling. And I think that's a good point to take that. Guess what? Wrestling's not just the best guys in the room. And I really did recognize that early on with you. And, and it makes a difference. It really does. Well, and then on the other side, I've known the big guy for a long time, but uh, haven't got to know him personally, but I've watched him, you know, I'm coming up the ranks, Tony Fugelberg, you know, give us your little introduction to yourself and what you're doing right now. Yeah, uh, started out, well, third grade, I think. 
Uh, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, did all you're, the YouTube you're a big then too. <laughs> uh, did all the youth stuff here in Fargo, wrestled at Fargo South, 2000 state champion. Uh, kind of got away from the sport a little bit when I went off to college, played football. I uh, did a couple years at Wapton, a couple years out at Minot State. After football, kind of got into the coaching, did a year or two at Bishop Ryan and kind of danced around with a couple schools in between. Came back to Fargo, I suppose, like 11 years ago now, just kind of working and not really doing any coaching. And my brother was coaching at Davies at the time. Called me up one winter, just happened to be laid off from work. And, of course, it's Andre Baguma's senior year. Yeah. Calls me up. Hey, any chance you want to come work out with Andre? All right. And never look back. I've been at Davies now going into, what is it, my fifth year, I think. Mm-hmm. What, t- what what brought you to be helping out with the women in the, in the ghost program? Honestly, what started it for me, so it had been like four years ago. So my brother used to run all the volunteer stuff at Nationals and just went up and was working tables and saw, I think it was Team Texas walked by and just blew my mind just the numbers that they had and from there on out is like how do i get involved with this mm-hmm. no one so tell us how many girls you got wrestling right now getting ready for fargo uh we have got what is it we got 13 that 13. are going to be competing we have 15 in camp we actually had a couple of the 14 new girls come in and get a good workout with us these two weeks and uh, a good introduction for them as to what national level camp kind of looks like. So sure, I like that you guys are doing some social media presence. You're getting pictures out there. You guys working out? That's huge. You don't realize that parents pay attention. Grandparents, those girls love that. The little Mickey Mouse sweat pattern in the back of that girl <laughs> yesterday was pretty cool. I thought that was that was like you got to be kidding me. No one else is saying something. What you recognize the Mickey Mouse? Someone else makes their appearance. You said on there, and I'm going, yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know that's one of the thing, uh, one of the big things about you know with any of it, whether it be women's wrestling, youth wrestling, you know, a good strong social media, you know, can help promote the program and, and really you know allow those that aren't able to attend to be able to see what's going on, you know, and you know, like tonight. I mean, we went and. We called it the uh, Brian shoot practice and I had them running some bleachers. And then afterwards, you know, we got them into the pool and, you know, we got that posted and, you know, just making sure that, you know, Hey, we're working, but we're having fun. Yep. Definitely. Makes a huge difference. Cause guess what? We're so new in the state to attract one extra girl a time or something. There's such, how could you say it? There's such a fine line to to get somebody in it maybe it just takes one experience so right so true so bill how you doing down there you popped in i am doing fantastic i had to figure out how not to squeeze all our faces down really small there for a second and (laughs) now i can see everybody (laughs) this goes into a podcast everybody and i've had a lot of responses lately of people getting on on different platforms not only anchor but on uh, itunes and really catching a lot of this stuff by just our vocals and not necessarily get to see our, like Bill and I have said, our faces that are made for radio. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm way better on radio. Uh, I'm right in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and just having a blast, you know, taking this little time off, I thought you guys are such a crucial part. We better get the girls on there and start talking about how hard they're working and the numbers. You know, tell us a little bit. Do you remember, uh, James, a little bit about our non-official state wrestling tournament, how many girls and teams or participated last year? Yeah, we um, at the state tournament, you know, we were very fortunate this year to be able to wrestle at the Fargo Dome uh, right after the dual tournament. And we ended up with, so I've been tracking all the numbers throughout the, the year. And we had 65 girls in the state that have weights certified uh, for this last year. And we ended up with about 55 or 56 girls that registered and wrestled for their respective high schools um, at the state tournament this year. And this was actually the largest number of girls that participated at that high school unsanctioned tournament. Um, years past has been usually about that 25, 30 number. So to see that number jump that much, and I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, I truly believe that it was because one, it followed right behind the boys. And number two, we were at the Fargo Dome. So it wasn't like in years past where we had to go and wrestle like on a Sunday, you know, at a local high school gym, like you do for a youth tournament, you know, the girls really got to feel part of that atmosphere and a part of uh, that state tournament. And so, you know, now that we're sanctioned, um, I think this is, you know, you're going to start to see those numbers really grow. And I think that's kind of a big, you know, this will be that big push. And I think, you know, those girls having that experience, it was huge. You know, I know I am not talking for Tony, but I know a lot of them came up and their parents came up and just were thankful that they had that opportunity to be in the dome and actually feel like it was part of the state tournament. I think that was a big step too. I enjoyed it. You guys did a great job. Definitely. And the volunteers, all the people helping out, I thought it was amazing. Some of those coaches had a long weekend. For an example, uh, coming all the way from Hittinger, Randy Berwick. No, and you guys, I, you know, yeah. coming and then staying till the end and doing all the extra and coaching their ladies, that was phenomenal. It was it was a great experience. And I, I just sent uh, Ray Ringsmeyer a thing, so if it looked like I was doing something else, I had to resend him a link, and hopefully he pops in here shortly. Bill, fire away a couple of questions. I know you always Yeah, good. I, you know, I just, first of all, I want to, you know, commend you guys for having, you know, such a great passion and commitment for the, for the sport. And, and obviously uh, that's come out on the, on both the, the boys and the, and the girls side. And, um, it's been, it's been good to watch. Um, I think, you know, you talk a little bit about the social media and how that attracts people, but, uh, the personalities and the coaching and, and all of that you guys have put into it you know, brings, brings a ton of credence to the sport and, and makes, makes those girls want to, want to compete not only, you know, during the, the high school season, but, but, but all year long, you know, took a good squad to, uh, to Tulsa, got, got a good group, you know, coming to, to the Fargo dome. So I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, I find myself knowing that I, I cannot make it to every, every uh, session this year at the Fargo dome. And I'm looking to figure out, you know, when the, when the girls are, and I want to go and try to get there when the 16 new girls are going or the junior girls and which, which boys, uh, you know, event I'm going to be able to attend. So, you know, that's, it, it's just nice and nice to, to, you know, have to be able to make that decision. So, um, right. and then, and then on top of that, just to throw in, we got 11 NDSU guys competing on Friday night. 
yep. for a chance to go to the world team trial. So, uh, what a great event we have and, and, uh, you guys have just made it just a little bit better. So that's, it's, I, I got to commend you for that. Right, thank you. Well, those that are watching on the bottom corner, we got Ray Ringsmeyer, hot Springs head coach who also has been involved with USA wrestling for a long time has been to the Fargo dome several times. I don't know how many times you've been Ray. Why don't you introduce yourself for just a second and then we'll get to some stuff that you talk about too. Yeah, this will be, uh, if we omit last year, this will be number 16 in a row for me to be up in Fargo. Uh, been South Dakota State Chair 13 of those 15 years. I was served as junior director a year or two after my son was born here about eight years ago or so. And uh, Otherwise, we've taken some, some uh, small teams in the past. Uh, this year, we have 31 athletes going. We had 35 in 2019. So... We kind of made the leap from taking 15 or so each year up to 30 plus. So, and uh, we were just talking the other other day on the way here that uh, back in the early two that was we hope we have somebody to play. We hope we have somebody to place in Fargo, and now it's kind of more of an expectation. And the question is, how many are we going to place? And we were just going through it. We we think we have a pretty good team this year. So. Really yep. excited! I lost track of time. We're having we're having uh, our first Greco practice, the training camp over. We're, we're at Legends of Gold right now, and and uh, in that steel building, it's a nice big gym with six mats, but that's a steel building, and there's zero cell service. And I told Pat, I'm like, oh man, I'm supposed to be on like right now. So over the dorms, where I have a little bit better service. So here we are. No, what a wonderful facility that Legends of Gold place. They've really taking top-notch, you know, yeah, facility. I, yeah, I, I wish we had service in there so I could have done this in there. The the, the six full-size uh, Olympic wrestling mats, bleachers, it's it's quite a new facility just added a year ago. It's it's something else. Yep, and they're, they're adding, you know, so much. And, you know, when they started to have the Greco Olympic trial people and stuff there and people training, it is truly a training center, wrestling training center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the cadet and junior uh, world team, world teams just left from here yesterday and today, and we have, we have two two uh, uh, two guys on the, I think they're on the junior world team, Billy uh, Sullivan, and and one other one are here still here training. They're going to be up in the last chance qualifier this week too. Oh, okay, good. So t tell me, uh, what is the big transfer for the a lot of these kids? I know that. South Dakota has been AAU wrestling forever. What what has been the big push now for the change? Because I start seeing more and more USA going over to the, you know, over to the USA. I mean, the AAU wrestlers for South Dakota. You well, know, was it just the fear of freestyle and Greco, or what uh, has been the switch? With the with the uh, postseason for the youth wrestling, it's sponsored by South Dakota Wrestling Coaches Association for a long time. For a long time, that's been. Uh, mainly AAU, the executive director for that has been Bob Johnson, the president for AAU wrestling on the national level. So obviously that's where that's going to go. And just the changeover from that has been kind of slow. Uh, we we got the freestyle portion of that tournament in March for the cadets and juniors. So we had a really good turnout there. I think that helped us with our numbers again this year. Um, but it's, it's, it's starting to come around. I think kids are just being consistent and keeping – uh, keeping the options out there, the opportunity to compete uh, to those kids has been 
pretty consistent. Uh, we didn't have a dual team this year for whatever reason. Uh, we had zero applicants, zero interested in that. But like I said, we have a pretty good turnout for Fargo. And uh, we got a ton of little kids. We had uh, our triple crown out in Spearfish. And um, being that far out west, I think we still had 150 kids, which, you know, we'd like more than that. But for South Dakota, that's not too bad either. No, you guys, I looked at your numbers and I was counting in the mid-30s. And I'm going, that's great for Fargo. Yeah, and our, our membership for, for being uh, kind of an off year yet because of COVID, just kind of coming off of last year, uh, our, our USA memberships are, are kind of took a spike this year too. So even though we didn't have a junior dual team and, and uh, we didn't have the, the best turnout in Northern Plains, you know, our overall memberships are up there and, and uh, the participation at the uh, tournament that we had in conjunction with the South Dakota Wrestling Coaches Association in Rapid City in March, and now this we have we have pretty good showing this year for for the way it started out. Yeah, what's interesting is our state really hasn't pushed the Northern Plains for a lot of years. North Dakota's overall participation in Northern Plains was almost nothing. It was compared to what we used to years ago. It's held so early, and you know it's kind of at an odd time. It's like it's just still part of the high school baseball season. It's yeah. uh, there's so track, mom. track and all the other things. And so yeah. I'm not sure how we could get involved. I'd really like to get back participating into that tournament. I, I enjoyed it way back when. So it's, yeah, yeah, we, we run into graduation weekends a lot and uh, I couldn't make it this year to that tournament. That's the first time in probably 20 years. I haven't been in um, it, just the distance. Uh, we still had school the following Monday. So there's just no way I could have made it this year, but mm -hmm. I think we had 20 or 25 kids from the eastern part of the state go. So still, still better than what we'd had in the years past. But still, when we get used to having 50, 60 kids there, and then we drop down to 20, that's that's a downswing. Okay. Well, t tell me a little bit about how about your participation in your girls. Now you got to sanction your state wrestling tournament this year for the first time, and North Dakota is having their first tournament this upcoming year. Tell me your feel and, and the progress and how, how well it's gone in the state of South Dakota. Um, during the high school season, it really brought, you know, there were quite a few girls that had a pretty good showing. Um, they didn't use weight classes. They, they just had them, they kind of just grouped them uh, during the regular season up until about the end of January. And then they went with the weights that were entered online um, through the weigh-in system and they put together four or five weight classes, both in class A and class B. And, and in the, at the end of it all, every girl that was on a roster got a spot on a bracket in the state tournament. So um, it was just kind of a state open, I guess. Uh, but the, the quality was there. The, the, the matches are really good. Um, we have one. We have Taylor Graven Fearbach coming to Fargo this week, uh, wrestled for North Dakota last year. Um, and that's it. And we didn't have, we don't have many of the, those other groups. And there's some good girls out there in South Dakota too. Canton, Pier, uh, some of the other schools in between. There's, there's a ton of good girls out there. Um, so I don't really know where they're at. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, uh, they did take a team to Disney, but it wasn't, uh, I think it was only one team. And I think we only had 12 girls on it. So I know there's more than that out for wrestling during the season. Um, and my push is if they plan on going to the next level in college, this is where they need to be because that's what they're wrestling in college is freestyle. So are they kind of wasting their time in folk style, but 
you know, they're, they are on the map, which is which is good. We just need to get them convinced that if they're taking that next step, they need to be here. Are there any rumors of any of the colleges starting a women's program in South Dakota? Uh, not that I know, but I know Shadron State, just 20 miles away from my house or so, just starting up a girls program. I did not know that, or I, or I missed that. I kind of wonder if I didn't hear a rumor of Augustana maybe looking at doing something, but I'm not not 100% sure of that. You know, they're making the transition to D1, but I uh, I kind of thought I heard that was discussed over there anyway. But, but uh, yeah, good to hear Shadron is. Yeah. Yeah, we have Minot State and Jamestown here that right. now have it. And it's, it's wide open. I tell you what, you have some opportunities for girls to wrestle. I, I think that those – those college coaches will have their pick. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. a madhouse. I think it's gonna yeah. be pretty good. There's, I know there's there's quite a few tough uh, girls in the Panhandle of Nebraska too. So Shadron could have a pretty good girls program. Uh, okay. And How many classes were there again in South Dakota at the state wrestling tournament? I want to say four or five in each class. Okay, I thought yeah, I, I thought there was a few more. Not almost that that more. Next, next year they'll go into set weight classes, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many there are going to be. Well, I tell you what, I got a special call from Justin Dakota today, actually, to tell me a little bit on the rules of what they're planning on doing. And so he it was the last year of him being the Northern uh, Basically Rules Committee member, having for the states of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Montana, Iowa, and Missouri or something. And he said they're, they're now going to have states allow, and the girls are going to have to follow the same thing, surprisingly enough, but they have their own weight classes, but they can choose from having 12 weight classes, 13 weight classes, or 14 weight classes as a state. And so our, our state's going to vote. Now, South Dakota isn't a member of the National High School Federation of High Schools or whatever it is, the, the NHFHS or whatever it is. Right. But uh, North Dakota is. So South Dakota varies their rules. But right. North Dakota is going to have a vote for all the coaches for the total number of weight classes. They could drop so, it down to 12. They could have it at, at 13 and 14. Now, the girls and boys could be different total number of weights. Can we, class we, A and we, class B we, be different? We, we no. actually talked about that at, our, um, at a committee meeting that we had uh, back in, I want to say, late March, early April. And the, the consensus that I had that we came out of that meeting with is that we were going to stay at 14 weight classes, very similar to what the boys are at right now. Uh, the, the weight classes themselves are going to be a little bit different. So, you know, instead of, uh, say, starting at 106 with the boys, we'll start at 100 and then go 105. Um, and... That was kind of the plan. Now, as the girls are going, um, you know, if they have the opportunity to wrestle varsity, obviously they got to make that varsity weight uh, for the boys team until there's enough teams uh, where girls can have their own dual team. Right. And then there, um, when we go to our state tournament, they'll actually have their own weight classes that they're going to be able to participate in. Right. The way the high school, so for this year, it's still wide open for weight classes, but the following year, you have to have the weight classes that the National Federation puts out there. Right. And so, for an example, if the state pin, they're different. So you're going to find that even if you have 14 weight classes for class A and class B, which the coaches will vote on. Now, 
I would say there'd have to be a push to go anything else but 14. You know, somebody would really have to do some lobbying because they decided that they couldn't split it up between class A and class B. They had to have the same number. I'm in total disagreement with that as, as a fan of the sport. Class B should be down to the lowest they'll allow us to have. And then, you know, like 12. And then do the same thing class A does and allow them to bring three extra wrestlers at the region and give them a shot. And that opens up the room. And so that they're there the whole year, they're working hard, and they always have a chance to make that, you know, regional team. It doesn't cause dissension, doesn't cause the pity things in the room. Guess what? You're all working hard no matter what. If you have a varsity spot or not, you still have an opportunity. And, and, that, and that's benefited Class A forever, and I thought that'd be great for Class B. But Justin told me they decided they, whatever the whole state decides, it's going to be the same number of weight classes. Now, I don't know what kind of poll we have, but <laughs> cl Class A could go down to 12 and and still allow maybe maybe they allow four extra guys or something. But I, I just see too many weight classes, you know. I don't know <laughs> what. What's your actually, James Tony? What do you feel? I know you want to have as many. I don't know what weight you would get rid of to go, to go down to twelve. I don't know what weight you would eliminate. Two eighty-five. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Come on now, Bill. Heavyweight. No, I'm just kidding. No, here's honestly, here's what's interesting. If you go to twelve weight classes, and he's, I think he sent me a link for what they what they're proposed for the weight classes are, and. They actually start out pretty much with they spread them just a little bit. I think it was like 105, 115, and then but that they go to 215 and then to heavyweight through there. But this if they go to the 14 weight classes, they actually grouped up more like goes 30, 36, and then 44, and then 50, 44 and 50, and then like 58. They actually put one extra weight class into the area between 45 and 70, and then have the there's no 220 the highest between there was one 215 well, there was 189 to 215 and and heavy that's kind so of it, where we had some change before we lost one in the middleweight and and added 195 220 you know i mean those two could be com one combined weight class i mean i to me you know that that would make sense so you start talking about taking some out i think that's one spot that uh that that 195 220 could be kind of 215 Right. So, so where are your way, Ray? Have you heard anything in South Dakota? Have they talked about that? I haven't looked at the notes, um, but I, yeah, I'm kind of in agreement there. We lost, you know, we went from 130, 135, 140, 145, 152. Was that five weight classes? They trimmed it down to three or four, you know, yeah. and that's every year that's we're bunched up. And I don't know what North Dakota looks like, but 145. Oh, yeah. And weight classes is tough. You know, it's, it's a meerkat. No matter you know what, what term we go to, 145 is the that's the shortest weight almost anywhere because that's where all the kids are. Yeah. So to add something back in there, I don't care how many weight classes there, we got to do something to break up those. That's where a high school, that's where a high school athlete weighs is right in that neighborhood. So we need instead of spread that out, we need to give you know one more there just to give a little bit of a buffer zone rather, rather than give more weight classes to the big guys. So we've, yeah. get, we've gotten a year to prepare. We're going to all put those weight classes out of what we will change what we vote in total number of weight classes. I'll get that out in the next day or two here. You can kind of look at what weight classes. If we have 12, these are the weight classes. If the state votes 13, we have a lot of coaches that want to go back to an odd number. They hate having that tie in the duel. Look at the combination of, you know, the class B duel this year. It tied, you know, South border and uh -huh. 
Lisbon went right. to the sixth criteria for the state dual yep. championship. And we're waiting there, and I'm going, oh, my, you know. And it was all down to, you know, actually just moving a guy. It, was, it made the difference in, in the duel. Yep. Kind of, and so – and they so being an odd number, that chance of happening is, is much less. <laughs> you know, first guy three, one more match. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, it's yep. most, one of the most matches. So, mm-hmm. hey, I've got a question to, for James and Tony. You know, you guys had uh, you've got a bunch of girls that wrestled the whole high school season. Um, how what's the transition been like uh, seeing them wrestle freestyle? Obviously, you've had a you had a you know some training camp up to go to before before going to Tulsa and now, and now a couple of weeks of Fargo camp, what's that transition been like for those girls? It's been a little shaky for some of them. Some of them are pretty green as far as wrestling freestyle. Uh, the big thing, understanding that I can lock my hands now on the map and trying to, trying to teach some of them a gut wrench and they're afraid, they're afraid to, to class because there's they take all winter and they're told you can't you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that now all of a sudden they can and i'm wondering how many of you classmen calls come winter time yeah speaking of gut wrench i'm still waiting for the video of Rulon <laughs> gardner gut wrench showing a gut wrench on on james we that should have happened that video should have been out <laughs> yeah i tried no it didn't happen <laughs> he couldn't catch you. <laughs> Same back with the South Dakota girls. Now, I've always wondered if the girls would transition just not wrestle folk style wrestling. Has any word come out on that when it comes to the high school season and just wrestle freestyle like they have to in college anyway? Our concern that we just discussed this week, we were just talking about this, is one enough coaches out there that know how to coach freestyle but the bigger issue is officials yeah finding enough officials that are affluent in the freestyle rules and scoring enough to be able to conduct a quality freestyle event for the girls there's yeah you know, i could see that would be the, the number one i would i would assume we would say the same thing in north dakota right that's going to be a yeah. the the biggest concern we have i i would assume that if you're in in Jamestown, North Dakota, you know, bringing in officials for your college matches is probably you know is is a challenge, you know, um, for for the for the women. But yeah, I could see that being a being an issue. I I wish it wasn't an issue. That would be awesome if they both could could do that, since that's the sport they're they're going to be wrestling at the next level. But I, I don't see it being you know anything real easy to do, especially kind of having to go through the high school activities association too at the same time mm-hmm. how about uh you have any throwers on your team james and tony oh yeah got a couple got a uh, couple we actually were working some throws on the dummy today and saw some pretty good arches <laughs> there we go, we go talking two former heavyweights teaching you know so i mean yeah, yeah. you know throws are coming I was a Greco guy when I was wrestling Greco freestyle or folk style. So, yeah, you got the girls pummeling. I'm guessing because that's what heavyweight. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How about how about you, Ray? What when you get in the room? What is your specialty? Are you do you are you a freestyle guy, Greco guy? What is um, what do you like to concentrate on? 
Well, I, I guess when I do the, the training camp, uh, I do more of the, I do more of the Greco standing, um, not, not definitely not the best at parterre, but, uh, the pummeling and digging into a throw or, or, uh, arm drags or, or Russian ties or duck unders or whatever. I, I, that's kind of my forte when it comes to this, but, um, you know, what's fun is, is I got a lot of younger guys coming up through it that are helping out more. So as they help out more, I seem to forget more. <laughs> so uh, when I get, when I get asked, it's my turn to go out there and, and run a practice. It's a little shaky to get started. But once I get warmed up, it all comes back. Guys just run for a bit while I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're, get a good warm up. I've been jogging for thirty minutes. I'm still working <laughs> on my notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me some names, some guys that are helping you out, Ray. Uh, we've got Jared and Seth Webster. Um, they're helping out West River. We've got, of course, the Legends of Gold coaches out here. Um, we have uh, Bo Larson and uh, the Northern guys helping up north. Uh, Jacob Desursa has been in the room a few times. One of my former wrestlers has come has come down and helped out. Um, we've got, uh, Chris Claprot and Drew Spaulding and a couple of Wyoming and Montana boys helping out at the Black Hills Wrestling Academy. Um, trying to think who else, um, Cody Caldwell came down and run a session today from South Dakota State. Uh, Chisholm Fink is still involved helping out wherever, whenever he can. So, a lot of those, those kids, a lot of those guys that were on teams and or you know, like Cody Caldwell coached against him when he was in wrestling for Team Iowa. You know, those are those are good young guns to have to step out there and help out these guys. Somebody asks, how about Tyndall, South Dakota? What can you tell us about Tyndall? Tyndall's <laughs> uh, got a couple of tough girls. Um, Peyton Hellman and Brittany Reeve, tell you what, there's two tough girls. Coming up the ranks right there, there. I'd say probably, and maybe Ben knows, but uh, uh, I know both of them are not old enough to be here, and they made a lot of noise on the mat uh, during the season this year. Uh, Brittany Reed uh, won the won the state tournament, as did I believe Peyton Hellman won the state tournament, which whether it was high school or or uh, the one in March. But both of those are are two to watch coming up. I tell you what, one of my first impressions down at the state wrestling tournament watching the girls is just the atmosphere of the camaraderie that the girls have with one another and and how well, you know, even on different teams, I noticed that there were certain girls that were cheering for the other girls to be successful. You know, it wasn't like you, know, it gets, you think that they'd just be totally enemies. I could see that happening, but, but I saw so much good sportsmanship out of the ladies at the South Dakota wrestling tournament. I was impressed. You know, probably better than the parents, actually. <laughs> if, if you watch, if you watch, if you watch the the duels on the B side, it got kind of nasty at times. Some of those, I want to scold some of those parents, you know, because the kids were way better sportsmen. You know, it's yeah. still too much more sportsmanship down there. The girls, I tell you what, the girls, and we we started out the year with seven, and by uh, end of January we had none, um, and. and I, I wish I knew exactly what the answer was. I had a had a good female coach in there for them, and they were having fun. And all of a sudden, they just um, this isn't for me. One after another, and boom, they're gone. But um, I'll tell you what. And I tell I told them when they when they walked out, I said, you know, you're you're you are more fun to coach than the boys are because you listen, 
and you put it into action because uh, that's my observation is the girls are pleasers. They want to make sure their coach is happy with what they're doing they, and, and they want to be doing a good job. And the boys, they'll try it for a little while sometimes and then you look away and they're doing something else. But um, I, I enjoy the girls, same thing, good sportsmen, you know, they'll, They'll, they'll compete, but then they'll walk off, and, and yeah, they're, it's 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 a great part of the sport to watch right now is the mm -hmm. women's side of it. Well, Bill and I had the pleasure of doing the women's nationals, and it was phenomenal. It was really good. I don't know, Bill, but you and I both had the same impression when we walked out of there that it was, it was just another level of just seeing – the progress and how well wrestling has got in both men and women's wrestling. Yeah, I'm so, I thought it was a great event. I thought we 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 obviously did the finals and, and the technique and the the ability. It was just exactly what you would think it would be at any finals of any national tournament, and uh, really a lot of fun to watch. Uh, exciting, of course. It was freestyle. We saw uh, we saw a couple of really dominant wrestlers, but they were also ones that were kind of right in the mix at the Olympic trials. And then we saw a lot of really, really great matches. We saw matches that, you know, 15 points were scored. And and we saw matches that, that went right to the very last, you know, four-point move that, that that won the match. And it was it was really a lot of fun to watch. But I think what you're saying is what we I have seen at every level of, of the women's wrestling. You know, you watch the, watching the Olympic trials or watching – uh, you'll see that in Fargo, you know, next week. Uh, there really is a lot of support that the that the girls give each other, and and I remember watching the, uh, I mentioned it last week, I guess, watching the duels when when they the girls' duels used to be in Fargo uh, before they went to Tulsa, and boy, you'd see a lot of you know, it was. But duels are like that a lot, right? I mean, teams are, you know, you know you'd met uh, Tony mentioned team, you know Team Texas earlier, but. Team Texas and California and Hawaii had great squads and they were, you know, they were really tight knit for sure and, and excited. And, and it was one of those really fun Fargo memories that I've, that I've had. But, but when we go back to, you know, the Jamestown, uh, University of Jamestown tournament, uh, the, the national tournament, it was really a lot of fun. Great, great athletes, uh, girls that we're going to see a few of them, you know, uh, you know, in the mix at the world and Olympic level. And so, yeah, it's 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 a great part of the sport, and I'm I'm excited to see it grow. I'm glad to see, you know, the guy the guys that we have that are working with those those girls here in the in the state, and 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 I know South Dakota was doing has you know did an awesome job this year, um, you know, with 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 girls in it. And I you know you mentioned earlier that Minot's starting a, a women's program, so it'll be fun to see how that uh, develops. Um, have you have you heard who's coaching it, Bill? I was just going to say the same thing. I I don't believe I have. I I'm not 100 percent sure if that. I I, I don't know. I, I anything yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I'm not. And I was uh, looking at some coaching jobs here recently, and I can't remember if that was one that I saw, saw was still available out there or not. But um, yeah, there's a few coaching jobs around the area. That I I don't know who's going to end up where they're at. Well, let me address that question a little about that they had asked about heavyweight and women's wrestling. Well, we had had Shauna Kemp on for Jamestown College head, head women's wrestling coach, and she had said that she wished that they would increase the weight because here's what's interesting. She's had girls too big also, and they don't have really a, a heavy, heavy weight for, for women's wrestling. And so it's something that they're, they're trying to, 
to how could you say work it work their way in so even at the the national level the heaviest weight is what um what is it for do you guys know what it is 74 kilos is what they're doing at the olympics for when i think that's what adeline gray is um you know which is what about once that's, that's 163 i i thought maybe it might be a little bit I, you, you're probably right but adeline gray would be our would be our yeah, heavyweight, but... biggest um, at the senior level yeah and then i think at the college level right now um i believe it's in that 180 range right you know right. And, and and i talked with shauna after she had a, a big meeting at the college level and you know they they looked at addressing and and trying to get it like a 215 weight class for college wrestling um but it sounded like that there was some that kind of set in and and some guys had drawn the their feet and you know we're not going to do this yet blah 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 so i think i think you're going to see it you know i think it's, it's coming um especially as the sport continues to grow you'll you'll see you know them increase that weight you know for those girls well one of the big downfalls if you guys remember this history-wise that we used to have a lot more olympic weight classes and when they reduced it, it about killed wrestling off the Olympics. You know, we had to put, you know, you're taking 10 weight classes down to five, or what did they have four even one year? Was it down to four, Bill? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they got it down to four. And so you're trying to take the best guys in the nation and fit them into these little slots. And still today, we have wrestlers that probably would be in the Olympics that just can't make the team because just how they slotted the weight classes. We have guys. You know, well, we've got two. We've got two world champions staying home. Yeah. 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 Well, and we we on the women's side, we probably have we probably have world world champions staying home too. You yeah. know, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that that was the case too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got six weight classes. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't hate having six in the Olympics as long as we have ten in the rest of the world championship years. Obviously, I'd rather have ten all the time. Uh, but we do. if we're, if we're going to, if the, you know, if, if worldwide, everybody thinks the Olympic is the top event, which I, I don't know if it is, maybe, maybe the wrestling world championships is the top event for us, but you know, having, having that little bit of a compaction at the, at that games makes for some, some pretty good excitement, but, but it is, I, I would love to have, obviously we'd like to see a team with, with uh, you know Jordan Burroughs and and Kyle Dake both on the team and and you know same thing up up higher too you know so yeah so, so Bill then you know the Olympic gets the most press but what what would you say are the toughest tournaments then they you know international wise well I don't I think the World Championships is the is the best tournament in the world I mean that's um I think I think Fargo is the best tournament in the world I think the World Championships is the best senior level ter- tournament in the world. Uh, there are some term- tournaments that might be even a little bit tougher. I mean, uh, you know, in Russia, there there's the there's some tournaments there that you know where you, you all of a sudden you have you know 14 guys from from Russia instead of one. Um, but but I to me, I think the World Championships are you know more prestigious now. But the guys that have won Olympic gold medals are the ones that have been striving to to win Olympic gold medals since they were you know 10 years old. You know, I think they really like having that Olympic gold medal. So, I mean, it's, you know, I wouldn't knock either one of them. So there is always that little bit of a, 
a stigma when you win a world championship at a non-Olympic weight. Um, I don't, I don't see it that way, but I know some people do. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, Ray, but what are they, are they still planning on having the same amount of weight classes this next year? I heard they were going to try to expand the weight classes as the numbers went up. They just kind of slotted them based on where the wrestlers were so they could fit weight classes wise. Would it? Yeah, I, I, I know they have set weight classes. I think there's, it's in the neighborhood of 10 or 11. Um, I I'd have to go back and look at the, uh, the, uh, High School Activity Association meeting notes that they had those uh, penciled out in. Okay. Uh, but I was just looking at USA Wrestling's uh, heavyweight uh, for the junior women's was 225. It is. And it was 200. So I don't know what they'll use here in South Dakota for a heavy limit or anything like that. But um, I know it's – I think the increments are somewhere right around 10 or 12 pounds. I think I remember seeing At least they'll have something where that's – what weight class they're going to rather than I don't know what weight I'm going to be at until the end of January, you know, so it'd be kind of nice for the girls to have that. Right. So James and Tony, what's your guys' training schedule now winding down to, to getting the tournament getting started? A couple practices tomorrow. Uh, and then Friday we're taking the day and getting geared up. I got a, a little bit of a uh, motivational speaker coming in in the afternoon and watching some senior level wrestling awesome ray when are you guys heading up to fargo we are taking the cadets the 16u up tomorrow uh, to get situated get ready for for uh, have a couple a good day up there one practice up there we have one and one up there in the afternoon and then uh, friday whatever they need to do for weight watch some wrestling whatnot uh, our, our junior are not coming up until Saturday, so we they, they got a couple of good good training camp days in front of them yet. So uh, we do have some things that we need to get healed up, especially on the junior guy. A couple couple knees and a couple elbows that aren't feeling, so they need to work hard yet get those to where they're not so sore, I guess. So, um, but practices today and, and then have been looking pretty good. So, Ben, thank you for asking all the questions. This is awesome. I did see that there was one girl that uh, Taylor is at Fairbach Graven in South Dakota was wrestling. And yep, I think that's, yep. that's yep. the only one wrestling in South Dakota. And uh, right. North Dakota's list, I had Jenna Gerhardt, Claudius Promschmidt, uh, Caroline uh, Goble, Emma, uh, is it Melky? Melky, Valley yep. City. Yep, okay, that's what it is. Brittany Liedahl. Emma, Emma Boo, and then Brooke Liedahl I had for the girls. That was for the Cadets. And the 16U, there was oh. Jennifer Verdine, Lindsay Anderson, Alyssa Johnson, Emma Boo, and Riley Klein. And, and then Alana, Alana Schaefer's on that list as well from West Fargo. Okay. That was the list that I got from the USA Wrestling today. I, I kind of, so I'm looking at my phone. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. So, hey, how many schools are represented in that on the girls' side? Uh, Devil's Lake Kindred, Boy. West Fargo, Devil's Lake Kindred, West Fargo, Williston, Williston, Mandan, Mandan, Valley City. Valley City. 
you know, and the nice thing is we're, we're split class A, class B. We're, it's an equal number of girls that are in there. Um, you know, and it's, it's been really good, you know, and like Tony said, I mean, we got, we got some girls that got some really good experience that have wrestled national tournaments before, um, you know, traveled with us to legends of gold Midwest tournament last year and wrestled. Um, and then we got some girls that are very green, very, you know, new to freestyle. Um, and one of them, you know, I want to speak very highly of is uh, Emma Bowie, who started wrestling back in April and has been training with me on Sundays and training with her coach and traveling, you know, uh, across the state to, you know, the different Sunday camps that I've been running. And, and she came with us. Her first tournament was going down to Tulsa and wrestling and, and almost went in a match. Um, and so to watch her grow just in these short, you know, three, four months, um, you know, she's going to be one that's going to come out this next high school season, salty and, and just ready to battle and compete. So really excited to see how she goes. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, I, I, you know, I, out of the Carrington area, we don't have a, you know, any girls at that age level yet that are, that are wrestling. We may end up with some by the time the season starts, but I guess I would throw out, you know, we kind of have a pretty central location with our own wrestling facility. If, if you guys are having a Sunday camp and looking for a central place that you want to move one, one day, one, one week, you know, contact us. We, we could surely get that open up for you on a, on a Sunday kind of in the middle of everywhere. So. Absolutely. Definitely. will take you up on that bill. And, and I have, I mean, this, this year, um, I, I made it a point to travel every Sunday. I've been from Grand Forks to Minot to Lax Burlington to Fargo, Jamestown, um, and everywhere in between running, you know, Sunday cap, camps and just leaving it open. Um, I didn't care what the age group was. You know, you could be first year, five year old coming in or, you know, be that, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old that's been wrestling for a while and, you know, we had some some really good turnouts. We were seeing probably 12, 13 girls um, at all the varying age levels coming in. So it was it was pretty exciting this year to be able to do that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I kind of follow I followed you as your as your season was going along, and I I kind of was thinking that as as you were running those, but I never really got a chance to reach out to you and mention it. But I. I, I will put that out there in the future, whether it's in the in the fall or or you know preseason stuff or something. Feel free to feel free to use this as a resource. We'll we'll make that building available. Awesome, thank you, Ray. I've got another question for you. Give give a couple shout outs to a couple guys that you really are seeing really stepping up right now for you guys in South Dakota. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> well, you always got chunky. How's he looking? Yeah. All these, all these guys are here, you know, just just being here and wrestling this thing when it's not a popular thing to do in South Dakota. But um, uh, out west, uh, the country guys are really stepping up. Park Noam, uh, Raiden and Trey, Trey Weiss, uh, they're all here. They're doing a good job. Tyler Trent. I got Keaton Bissonette here with me. Um, Rapid City guys, Logan Graff, uh, Tanner Vanskoy, uh, and then uh, Kale Larson from Central's here. Uh, we've got a pretty good showing from out east here with Legends of Gold, of course. We've got Luke Miller from Howard. 
uh, his first trip to Fargo, uh, state champion. So hopefully he he put, puts on a good show. Um, Tyson Johnson from Pierce here. You got Caden Keezer from Winter, three-time state champ. Um, uh, Showing hard wrestling? Nope, not not in Fargo. Showing hard isn't wrestling here in Fargo. Um, Seth Webster brought uh, Owen Hansen, um, Jet Ek, uh, with him from from Gregory. Uh, feel like I'm missing one in there too, but maybe not. Um, and then these legends of gold guys out here, you know, they're they're they are they they do what they do, and they'll they'll make some noise up there. So, um, you know, just it, these like I said, it's not a popular thing to do in South Dakota, and we told them at the beginning this is this is a special place for them to be because they're they're uh, they're, they're they're putting it out there for themselves. Oh yeah. And, and guess what? There's nothing like competing on the mat. And, and it's humbling because you're facing some of the best guys in the nation. Bill and I have talked about this before, his, his boy, when he was traveling. You know, when you then come back to your high school room, you, you don't have any fears of anybody else, or at least it calms them down some because you've already faced some of the best guys in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's year, for sure. It's just a great place to be. Yeah. This year is uh... – their, the numbers last last night when we had a, a Zoom call meeting with the uh, Junior Executive Council, the numbers are 6,300 total entries, which is 15% higher than the previous record. So That is unbelievable. It's, it's be, what we you know, expected, though. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. You walk into that, and every other tournament's going to seem small. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I told the girls today, too. It's... You're going to walk in for the girls that have never been here. You're going to walk in. It's going to be a tournament like you've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It's the largest, it's the largest wrestling tournament in the world. And it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And there's, you know, as fans, it's, it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, you can go out and, and, and watch, you know, all those, all those names that we're going to be seeing wrestle in the, in the national tournaments, whether it's D1, D2, NAIA, women's, uh, we're going to get to see them this this week or next week in Fargo. Um, luckily, we get to see a little bit of senior level wrestling too. So it's a good time. It's Christmas in July, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for us, that's one of the reasons why you know I was very fortunate to um, get all the girls' tickets to go watch Last Chance, and you know we wanted to use that as an opportunity, not only for team building, but also the opportunity for them to watch some high level wrestling to get that mindset to, to understand and, and when they walk in there and they see all those mats on the you know dorm the dome floor they're not going to be overly shocked when they come in on saturday or as shocked as much sure yeah definitely so what what is your you know secondary goals besides this is it mat time or what what is it you know tony and Jay, and james what do you guys really you know, what's your, what's your biggest push, your biggest biggest thing for the girls? Are? What is your focus for them for this weekend or the next weekend when they get there? My biggest thing is always whether it's the girls in the spring and summer or the guys in the wintertime, work hard and have fun. Okay. Yeah, and, and I echo the same thing. Um, John, you've heard me say that before. Have fun, work hard, have fun. Kids yep. always ask, hey, Coach, you said have fun twice. Well, yeah, it's because it's that important, you know, just let's go out there and have some fun. Yeah, I, I've been around a lot of coaches that worry about burnout. 
and but if you're having fun, there isn't the burnout. Exactly. Right. And and I, I stress that too, saying, guess what? How are we going to have fun here? Because you do work hard. Wrestling's a tough sport. It beats you up. And if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to get what you need out of it. You know, and so you got to you got to find something that you can enjoy while doing it too. Definitely. Yep. And Ray, you're a twenty four seven wrestling guy. What's you, what's your college team? I don't know that Ray. South Dakota State. Your SDS. Jack Rabbit. Okay, Jack Rabbit. Now, how even even you know as they were before their D one, like were you an Iowa guy? Uh, Penn State. Um, you know, I, I I'm embarrassed to admit when I was in high school, I didn't follow college wrestling very close. I just kind of kept in my lane and did my own thing. And then when it got close to the end and I started getting letters from colleges and, and my folks were a jackrabbit family. So it was kind of a no brainer and that's, you know, so I guess, I guess aside from that, I am kind of an Iowa fan, you know, okay. so not just Iowa Hawkeyes, just kind of all of Iowa cause I like the Iowa style, but um, now, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm Pretty loyal to the Jackrabbits in, in all sports. There, there's been times watching football and wrestling outside on the patio. The neighbors wonder what I'm hollering at the screen for. So, uh, <laughs> I just say never mind. But Jackrabbits are probably doing something great to NDSU. So just just mind your business. How about you? How about you, James? I haven't heard of your college. Who do you, who do you like following? You know, uh, growing up, probably was a big Iowa guy. You know, followed that. You know, through high school. Um, Brands Brothers, of course, and Steiners, you know, and that was a big thing for us, even out in California, you know, watching, you know, Iowa wrestling. I mean, that was, you knew it was going to be physical, and that was our style. And Tony? I hate to be the bandwagon guy, but that's <laughs> I've, always been, I've always been an Iowa guy. Oh, Bill, you're getting dominated tonight. <laughs> well, there's a... Yeah, there's 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 going to be them in every crowd. I just happen to be surrounded by them right now. But, <laughs> it was funny. I was at a I was at a work meeting here a week ago yesterday. A week ago tomorrow, I guess. And and uh, there was a guy who was he was not a wrestler, uh, but he had uh, he went to University of Minnesota. Um, he had a kid that that he went to high school with that was a wrestler, and they they said, "Hey, let's go to this wrestling duel." There's there's a there's a duel. The Gophers are wrestling Iowa, and it was it was back in 1993, and it was the first time that that the Gophers had beat. You know, they broke the streak the streak of duels, and and that was the year that that the Gophers you know won the Big Ten team title. And for the and I he was telling me about being there. I said, hey, I was there too. So uh, yeah, there was a, there was at least a couple of us that were cheering again against the uh, the, the black and gold <laughs> that day. But it was it was a it was pretty exciting. I mean that. Uh, obviously Gable was still coaching then and, uh, he was, he could barely move. He was, you know, he had two crutches and he was, you know, and, and actually the guy was telling me about it. He said, he said, yeah, he was a pretty old guy by then. I said, oh, he wasn't even old. He, he quit coaching. He was in his forties, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to, not to see things that you've liked in the, in the Iowa room over the years, but mm -hmm. I, there's, it's. I like all I like all college wrestling, so I, <laughs> I generally probably do cheer against them. But that's just because you cheer against the Yankees, you cheer against the the, the Hawkeyes, and you know a few other teams. So, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. well, last thing, you know, golfers would be my number two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I usually ask different questions, but getting close to that hour, Ray, do you have any last comments? Let's go around. 
You know, I, I tell you what, this last since uh, a year ago, um, we we're just we we're sitting here having the Triple Crown tournament here at Legends, and we had 200 kids wrestling, and we were like, man, I sure hope things get back to normal soon. And so now, in retrospect, the year we've had and and our we're fairly back to normal. I'm, I'm very thankful and I want the athletes to feel the same way. Be, be grateful for the opportunities they have, take advantage of them. You know, like you guys said, have fun, enjoy it because I think last year should have been an example. It can be taken away from you. Uh, Absolutely. So any, any time for any length of time and you don't know when you're going to get it back. So enjoy the moment, fellas. Definitely. Awesome statement. I've always said work hard, play hard, and that play hard is fun. Yes, definitely. How about James? You got some last comments too? Uh, just, you know, I'm going to kind of echo a little bit on what Ray was saying there and that, you know, just excited to be on the mat, have this opportunity. Um, you know, I think our girls have done a great job in preparation. And oh, no, now it's time to play. Now it's time to get on the mat and just go out and have fun. And, you know, I think you're going to see some great things. I think we got – couple potential All-Americans that could be coming out, you know, of North Dakota. Um, you know, we got a couple dark, dark horses that are going to definitely uh, shock some people and just excited to, you know, see what we put out on the mat and just looking forward to a good time. Awesome. Okay, Tony? Yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, especially after last year losing it and just ready to get back in the dome, get out on the mats. Kind of one of the first things I'm gonna do as soon as I see see Berwick, I'm gonna grab Jen, cause I cause I put him through the ringer this week. And <laughs> yep. I, I, I want I want Jen to give the comparison, see kind of see how I rank with with Randy. Okay, good. And Bill, any news happening out there in the last few days? Nah, hey, I. No, you know what? I don't think there has been a whole lot of breaking news. I. I think uh, you know everybody's kind of leaning towards Fargo. Uh, there hasn't been a been a whole lot of coaching changes or or anything like that. I think we're you know the, the Olympics are pretty well set. I'm, I'm kind of excited to you know get through you know Fargo and then we get on to, to a couple of weeks of watching the Olympics. We got uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I wish I could be there the whole the whole event, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get popped in a, a few days and, and I was. The more I look at the, the Friday the tournament, that may be one day I try to sneak in there too. But I do. I'd like. I, I'll tell you, there's a there's a few wrestlers that I'm I'm really well. I'm just gonna you know a few wrestlers coming out of North Dakota that that I I really am am excited to watch. Bowden Greenlee is one. I think at the at the cadet level, which I didn't even realize he's still a cadet. It's scary. Uh, right. I really want to see what Bowden does at, at this event, and I think there's you know. There's a lot of the ones we talked about last week that went to Tulsa, the Tanafus, and and um, you know, a lot of those guys are are going to do well. Um, and I, I do want to see how some of our Class B guys do, but I'm really excited to watch what 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 Bowden brings to this tournament. So that that uh, that's all I can say. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at that list, and he was my top pick today too. I'm going. That's going to be fun because he went 11 or. Was it eleven and zero or fourteen and zero down at Disney? Yeah, Duke? I think eleven and zero. Eleven and zero like or something. And this is a different deal, but but that's you know it's just comp competition's competition. Stepping so, stone. Yep. Well, I was looking at the list. Where's the heavyweight? 
Well, from Which heavyweight? Which heavyweight? Exactly. Where are they? Don't you have any? I don't. Oh. <laughs> I see. I see. We got a couple 220 pounders. That's so it. that, uh, yeah, I kind of thought maybe, maybe Bull would, would go up to heavyweight, but he's still, he's still down there a little bit. So yeah, we don't, we, we don't have any big, big guys. We've, we've actually, had, obviously we've had some success at heavyweight at this tournament in the past. So, and I, well, I know we have a couple guys that are going, uh, you know, on a wrestle in, in college, you know, at, at, uh, at heavyweight. So yeah, they should be there. Well, I'm seeing what Retzloff is wrestling 220. Yep. Well, I was looking at the weight classes. A couple of them that also in there that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'd, li I'd like to see how Colton Muse does. He's, yeah, he's, yes. he's wild enough, and he's he's a guy that could surprise a lot of people. Brock Fedick has wrestled really, really well, and I'd like to see Brock him. Brock wrestled really well in Tulsa. I'd, yep. I'd like to see him All-American. Somehow, somehow get a you know get in that top eight. Um, other ones in that list that could surprise people: Nathan Shower from Ashley. I'd like to see how he does. He was really dominant, and he's going down to Northern wrestling, isn't he, Bill? Yes, he, he is. is. Yep. Yep. And then out of the younger ones, you know, uh, I I wasn't sure about a couple of them on there, but uh, one of the biggest ones I'd like to see how Tyrus Jangula does and Bowden Greeley in the younger stuff. And William Marks, uh, I don't know much about him, but uh, just I was looking at that, and I thought that would be pretty cool. To see I guess it, I, you know, I, I was just looking at that list, but I see that the Tanifus are on the list. They are. Are they not wrestling? They, they, they are not. They, they are, are now. They, they were they not on the list, okay. but uh, they did. They did get added. Okay. And how about Isaiah Hoos? No, nope. he was. He was, at, he was at. He was at camp that I saw, but but he was. He is not in the in the lineup, huh? No, nope. yeah, I haven't seen his name on the roster. Okay, yeah, nope. that was another one. I know he was at camp, but um, well, at he, least and he was a double All American two years ago. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. He, I, I, yeah, I would like to see him there too. But I guess we can't take them all there. I'm glad we got a good squad. I mean, we got a good bunch between between uh, boys and girls. But maybe Ford in the forties, right? Forty. 45 right. maybe between the two so like so that, yeah. yeah so that's 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 you know it's respectable so yep and i got my dake shirt on just i see you got yourself a new shirt yeah still getting ready for olympics <laughs> i was just looking in there going away oh, either it's my my belly or the dake i think dake is better <laughs> but uh guys always fun if you ever need anything wrestling wise you know Holler, we'll try to get publicity out there. Tell tell your ladies I am putting it together a section of Dakota Grappler. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet because there isn't really teams. And so I want to do a special section for the girls. Uh, have somebody take a lot of pictures for, for at Fargo there because I'm not going to be able to see a lot of the girls wrestling. And I'm also supposedly Terry Steiner's getting me some posters. So I'm going to probably be in, you know, raffle, you know, all the Olympians signed, all the women and the, and the, and the guys. Uh, some are spoken for by Bill and I, I think. <laughs> and, and yep, on you guys, yep, we will raise your hand. But uh, have them signed, and we'll we'll definitely have some fun to make sure the girls get some publicity. That's that's my my goal is get them a section of the book. Same for South Dakota, Ray. If you hear anything, I'm going to be talking to the coaches. You know, of course, we'll talk to the peer and the Canton who kind of dominate with the numbers. But 
there's a lot of other girls out there that gonna need some publicity too. Yeah, so. there's a ton of girls out there that wrestled this year. I just I, I hope they're doing. I hope they're busy doing other things, which I'm sure they are. Right, I agree. If they're, if they're playing softball, if they're rodeo and whatever. Um, I would say if you're not wrestling, you better be doing something else because the, the last <laughs> thing this world needs is kids sitting doing nothing during the summer. So exactly, so true. Well, I tell you what, Ray Taylor's one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to watching. Oh she, yeah, yeah. She came she down to my house a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. She came down she to came us down this week for training and did a really good job. She looks good. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, awesome. And I just want to say, you know, John and Bill both, thank you guys for your support. I mean, I know you guys, you know, definitely been pushing hard for us and, you know, not only through, you know, summer, but, you know, during the wintertime, you know, and it definitely appreciated, you know, to have that recognition, you know, it, it's big. So thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. You, you put in a lot of time and, and it's well-deserved for what you do too, because I, I, think you fell into a great spot for the women's director and i'm hoping you stay for a long time definitely thank you yep okay guys well great hour just we'll bill and i'll talk in the background and get some more going we're gonna broadcast all the way through probably the olympics and then take a break or maybe bill can go solo too some see if he can do some dog shows at the same time yeah I don't know, I don't know what, they're not called dog shows I <laughs> if you guys don't know that bill does another podcast on his own where he he highlights guys that train dogs and everything else and what is that called <laughs> yeah i i'm too busy to do that i'm i'm i'm, I'm it's wrestling and it's work and church that's it right now i don't have time for anything <laughs> oh, come on bill <laughs> that's it we got the we got the british open gonna come up in a couple of days i gotta worry about that i don't know it's, tough. <laughs> it's hard it's hard to know bill i'm gonna try not to lose my voice the first day of the tournament i don't i i think there's zero chance of that <laughs> Zero. Okay. So, I know Zero. where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go. Guess and stay on the background if you want. But everybody else watching Dakota Grappler, thanks for coming and catch it out. I'll do it. I'll put this over on podcast by tomorrow morning if you guys just want to listen to this and enjoy, guys. Go promote wrestling. That's what I'm here for. So take care. Have a good night. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. You bet. Definitely. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.